basically I didn't realize how much audacity I would have post getting married. Cause mm, now I'm like, mm-hmm. gloves are off, bitch. We're doing this shit. Mm-mm, what's mine is yours, baby. Like I'm going through it. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, one and all. It's Writer Spotlight from us. I couldn't think of a word that rhymed with all that wasn't mall, and I am not a mall. What I am, however, is your master of mediocrity. I'm Erin. And I am your lieutenant of literature, Jessica, who is very startled by the acoustic waves on Erin's intro. (laughs) Oh, really? Oh shit, those are huge. I am so sorry. <laughs> no, this is going to be amazing. I can already tell. You're hyped. Okay, so I do have that new setup from that new mic thing, so I wonder if that's affecting it, or I'm just having a good audio <laughs> Maybe. day. I don't know. You tell me Ooh, <laughs> when you're editing. I will, whenever I get my hands on that audio. Sweet, sweet audio lines. Let's go. Sweet. Sweet, sweet audio. I can't sing. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> Don't ever apologize. You have a gift. Thank you. It is a writer spotlight. Now, we have done a lot of artists, but today is a writer. And honestly, this is just more free advertising for this woman because she is a name that we all know or should know. And if you don't know her, you are missing out on some comics culture relevancy. I'm just are you ready jess let's get it on oh wait is that copyrighted i sure as hell hope it's not because it is a euphemism but yeah kelly sue <laughs> we're gonna be talking about kelly sue deconic let's begin kelly sue deconic lives in portland oregon with her husband two children and a menagerie of pets she or at least her husband has been credited with owning a bearded dragon at some point, and I just want to say that those are the coolest lizards ever i've only ever owned two types a leopard gecko which is admittedly a gecko, not a lizard, and a bearded dragon. Do you know the differences between lizards and geckos are that geckos are lizards, but a smaller member of the family, and they don't have eyelids, but membranes they look clean. They also have thinner skin with bumps rather than dry and scaly, and lizards also have claws, whereas most geckos have broad toes, webbing, and little bristles on them. I don't know the differences between Kelly Sue, her husband, and their children, though, but that's okay, because it would be really fucking weird if I did. Yeah. Kelly Sue got her start in the comics industry by writing reviews of comics for about $25 a pop, then through translation of foreign works into English. I think it was manga that she really focused on for that. Yeah, she did have her history in doing translations for manga. That's really cool. I love this lady so much. Do you think she did translations or localization? Like, is she trilingual? Oh, I don't know. I'm kind of curious about that. After that... But before she got into the creator-owned works that you and I know her for, she did work for Marvel and is responsible for a particular character that I know and love from her film adaptation. Jess, do you know who that is? Um, no. It's Captain Marvel! Oh yeah! Yeah! (laughs) My bad! (laughs) No, you're good. She is responsible for writing the run that made Carol Danvers the heroine we know her as from the Captain Marvel movie, which includes that iconic costume, which she will also willingly and eagerly credit Jamie McKelvey with designing. Which, kudos to her for that. In my opinion, it really reflects great ethics on her behalf, 
especially with the comic industry's sordid history of not fully or honestly crediting creative members of teams. Another side note about her work, she is also the first woman to have an extended run on Aquaman with DC. Mm. I, th- I thought that was kind of an interesting little factoid and uh, disappointing. <laughs> that she's the first? Yeah, I was like, that, that was what caused me to pause a little bit. I'm like, really the first? I just love the fact that I found out whenever I was trying to figure out which one of her works I was going to read for this episode, that she's married to Matt Fraction, one of my favorite artists from Hawkeye series. There you go. Wow, power duo. Right? And they're both beautiful people. And I'm like, God damn. Yeah. But you and I know her for Bitch Planet and Pretty Deadly, both of which we have also yeah, done episodes do. about. Which made it harder for me. That's also fair. Because I was like, shit, I already did those two. I can't go back and do them again. For the artist spotlights, we always try to read another book of theirs. And by we, we've now figured out that Jess reads, I do research. And so then I tell you about the writer and then she tells us about somebody's book since we've already done episodes on bitch planet and pretty deadly which bitch planet is episode 17 and pretty deadly is episode 44 jess is now going to be telling us about a different thing pretty deadly and bitch planet are i think more influenced by kelly sue's love of the exploitation films of the 70s like the women's revenge or women in prison stories when writing she definitely wanted to pay respects to that influential media that she loves and also balance that storytelling with her feminism, thus birthing these beautiful explorations of the genre for our eyes and brains. Let's also give credit to Val, the bitch planet artist, for his contributions to Kelly Sue branching out and giving the creator own world a shot. Good for them. Thank you for your work. Salute. Kelly Sue does practice what she preaches, though. She has fully invested herself into making the comics world more diverse and decorated with lady types. She started the hashtag Visible Women on Twitter as a way to put eyes on women contributing and participating to the industry because they're out there and not hard to find. She also started the nonprofit Creators for Creators, a way to help new creators in the industry grow through grants and other means. I found a couple quotes from her in a sci-fi interview that she did that I really liked and I want to share. In the interview, the host was talking to Kelly Sue about Bitch Planet. And I think the character's name is Penny Roll from Bitch Planet, the bigger, overweight Black woman who is non conforming. <laughs> yeah. Kelly Sue did say more people resonated with that character than she expected because the character doesn't look like a lot of people. And so she was surprised by how many people were like, I get this person and they look nothing like me. And I think that was really eye-opening for her. But the host brought up the comparison of Penny Roll to superheroes, which is the fact that the bigger, stronger characters there to fight for others who can't fight for themselves, which she does. At this moment, Kelly Sue just kind of goes, yes! And then just, they kind of go back and forth for a bit and then completely tangent. And Kelly Sue just goes, where is the apolitical comic books that you're reading? (laughs) She's like, what in what world are comics not political? Because Bitch Planet, I think she got a lot of critique and certainly became a target of the movement where they're like, get your politics out of my comics. And she's like, what the fuck? Another thing she said was Captain America is a social justice warrior. That is the definition of what he is. Goes on to say, if you don't like my politics, don't buy my books. Don't seek me out. You know, it's very like, I think she said, I don't go to your house and yell at you. she's like you're looking for me and i i really like that stance uh that voicing of that she's really right like i've gone on to read some older comics from 80s and 70s and they're talking about 
like I was reading Captain Adam from DC, right? And they were talking about Vietnam. They were talking about Korea. They were talking about the deinstitutionalization of mental health. They were talking about all of these things, drug use in this book series, and that he was a tool from the government and didn't want to do it because of the repressive performative bullshit. That's political. <laughs> Those were tied to politics at that time. And much like gender identity is tied to politics today with bullshit legislation that's trying to prevent people from doing freely what they're with their bodies as they want. At the time, politics were getting really involved in other ways when it came to drug use, when it came to mental health and funding for those services. Most things are political in literature. Maybe when you read it in the 80s and were eight, you just didn't fucking know. Welcome to adulthood. Anyway, <laughs> before you start talking about your book, though, I got two listeners reached out and I was like, we're talking about Kelly Sue. What's the word? And I reached out on our Discord. So if you would like to join our Discord and be able to give us opinions on whatever we're reading, and kind of get a behind the scenes first look at what's coming up. Join. I'll shoot shit out there every once in a while. Two listeners share their opinion. Do you want to hear them? Yeah. So Todd from The Comic Burrito. What's up? Glad y'all are listeners and friends. Appreciate you. He says, Bitch Planet is dope. That's the cover blurb. Bitch Planet is dope. Jamie, our listener and friend, says that Kelly Sue made an impact for her just the way she writes Carol as someone who is always unsure, but is also always willing to do it right because she's too damn stubborn to quit. It's just so meaningful for Jamie. And she wanted to share that with us. And I really love that. She particularly liked the scene where Carol is is flying through space and very glaring and eager and charging forward with just those in the speech bubble. I'm taking the damn name. And I think that really resonates with Jamie. If anybody follows Anne Talks Comics on Twitter, you know she's all about Captain Marvel too. Captain Marvel, and specifically I think Kelly Sue DeConnick's Captain Marvel has made a huge impact on women readership and the comic industry. And if uh, you don't give her credit for that, then I don't know what you're wanting from comic books. It's certainly not the same thing I am. So, and that's okay. Why are you listening here? I don't know. Hate listen. Hate listen more. I love hate listen. To... <laughs> you come to my house. <laughs> you come to my house. Listen to my thoughts. Sweet, sweet hate downloads that I don't think we've yes. I don't know if we've even gotten one yet, but if we have, heck yes. That means we've made it, Erin, when we finally get those sweet, yeah. sweet hate downloads. The one like kind of hate thing that we got was I set up a poll where I was like, I just want a one star review. And somebody anonymously hit that one star. It's just like one person of the ones who voted. And that's the closest. We haven't gotten like a hate comment. We haven't gotten like a hate review on Apple's or Google or anything else. I don't know where you can review us. But yeah, we haven't gotten a lot of hate mail. And uh, like, I'm cool with that. But I will also yeah, let you know that if us. you want to live in my head rent free, send me hate mail. As long as it's legit. Yeah. <laughs> If it's not legit, <laughs> don't lie to me, but like, I will, okay, so I will vague tweet about you for fucking ever. Let's go. <laughs> here's, here's the truth here, Aaron. The truth is anything that's mildly reproachful, you'll live in my head written free for the rest of my life. <laughs> there we go. Do you want to cause us long-term stress? 
send us something I hate slightly negative than being wrong on the internet you know what would be great what would be truly amazing is if they just sent the line meh with a kind of a like that bored <laughs> face that would that would fuck me up the most honestly i'd be like what are you what couldn't be bothered yeah so what did you read from yeah. kelly sudaconic today okay so i am spooked by any big name characters in serialization obviously canon terrifies me so i saw on there obviously captain marvel and i was like "Mm, no no thank you especially since i know so many of the people who do actually listen to us are really really into captain marvel and i'm really really not ready to like be wrong on the internet again exactly (laughs) one month after i was wrong on the internet the first time so that was all my bad you guys i don't know which bad girl i read to this day uh I have no idea where I am most days, but that was 100% me. <laughs> so yeah. So instead I read Ghost <laughs> and I downloaded Osborne. So I'm going to read that after the fact is extra credit, I guess, because obviously I'm in love with Emma's artwork from Pretty Dudley and was very excited to see that there was a different collaboration between those two, which is actually how they how they got to know each other before doing the Pretty Deadly. I don't know who Osborne is either, so that's another fun thing. So Ghost is apparently part of the Dark Horse Comics Omniverse extended universe, but like has crossovers with DC. I guess DC has both Hellboy and Batgirl, right? Am yeah, yeah. Uh, Dark Horse is okay. part of DC, kind of. Like it's their own publisher, but they have like a lot of tieovers. I don't really know. Like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles gets kind of in there. Like, eh. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, Ghost has been around since like the middle 90s. Apparently, kind of the premise is this lady dies. Sucks for her. Because, yeah. So I guess I'll just just start explaining. The volume that I read was The Resurrection Mary in The Smoke and Din and Ghost Volume 2, which was like after that and then kelly sue's run was successful so then it became like an actual running comic again after her she picked it up again in 2012 i gotta tell you i liked volume one better than i liked volume two mostly because i liked how it explained her outfit which is a spoiler but i'll tell you okay in a second. so I mean, this is a spoiler filled podcast <laughs> i mean yes but I'm getting ahead of myself. But most of the times you don't, okay. like, there's nobody saying, oh, there's a good reason why this lady is dressed sexy. Like, nobody has good reasons for the sexy dresses, except for Kelly Sue did. Okay, good. Yeah, it was She's nice. tits out for but a reason, folks. Tits out for a reason. The opening I had to ghost was Kelly Sue is following this sort of washed up reporter, a la, kind of like Venom, you know. Um, mm. He was fired for doing something bad. I don't know why. I don't know what. I don't really care. He's not the protagonist. She opens with some pretty cool quotes. Like, it was so easy to disappear, so easy to deny knowledge, so very easy in the smoke and din to mask that something dark had taken root. I'm like, okay. And the and the character always looks mad. Like, she looks vengeful on her face in that, like, they're doing that quote. I'm like, all right, all right. So Kelly Sue's gonna hit us with some, like, vengeful spirit shit. So you have this, like, kind of excitable screw up who's like the main mic for this ghost hunter show and the failed reporter is in the background doing the recording of it so the fuck up is in the front going like oh yeah it's so it's so great that even this ex-reporter came with me and the ex-reporter's like yeah no i didn't quit i got fired (laughs) so then they have this box 
and uh, something came out of it and it was this lady dressed in this really pretty white dress with like this hood over her head and so he records it and then they're like oh yes and then the screw up's like ah oh, jackpot so then he immediately tries to like reveal it to a larger press but it's just mostly an empty room with like tmz and shit in there like nobody's taking him seriously and then he tries to turn it on and he can't turn the box on and everyone's like what a joke and they leave and then the screw up's like what did you do to the box man he's like i didn't do anything to the box and then he's like no what did you do to the box and he's like mm, yeah i did something to the box so he's like drunk on his floor and he fixes the box and he hits it and then the lady shows back up again she's like ghostly and kind of phases through things you know what she reminds me of is a little bit uh the ant-man movie whatever there was that girl the 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 lady who Mm. couldn't stay like who kept phasing it's kind of like she also named a ghost that might have been hold on (laughs) is this is did i I figure out what this is from (laughs) no 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 (laughs) just just the panic and that giggle (laughs) let's see oh my god her name was ghost (laughs) Oh shit! So yeah, can can people stop calling the women in yeah Eight Man's Marvel? But can people stop calling the lady in white ghost? Because also the lady in white is a type of ghost who is it? The lady in white, a ghost that like her lover killed her or betrayed her, and so she would commit suicide, and then she'd always be there to be like, oh my god, my lover sucks, and then like take revenge on other lovers who suck. Maybe that sounds right. The guy's real drunk, right? So he kind of sees the lady, and he's like trying to talk to the lady. She looks like she's a little bit more solid so he does this thing where he kind of reaches out and touches her and it's not super clear where he touches her it might be her back it might be her arm it might be her boob but she full-on holds him up by his throat (laughs) like he's like okay so you don't want to be touched haha i was right about the lady in white it's a type of ghost typically dressed in a white dress or similar garment reportedly seen in rural areas and associated with local legends of tragedy white lady legends are found in many countries around the world including brazil canada czech republic estonia germany hungary Ireland, Japan, Malta, Netherlands. Oh my God, there are more countries after that. Common to many of these legends is an accidental death, murder, or suicide, and the themes of loss, betrayal by a husband or fiance, and unrequited love. Talk about lady tropes, but it's okay. Kelly Sue DeConnick was writing it. She's a lady. She can write lady tropes. It's fucking go. Yeah, she can say it because she's one of us. So yeah, he's like, oh my bad. Sorry, won't do it again. You don't like that? Obviously, she's non-communicative at this point. So he gives her a book and she holds on to it, but then like she can put her hand through it. And so she's kind of discovering what her powers are. And then screw up Jerry, I don't know what his name is, comes in. being held at gunpoint because he stole the box from somebody oh it wasn't God. it wasn't so his then box this guy, it wasn't his box so she's like standing there non-communicative and the guy's like don't shoot at her dude i'm warning you and they're like oh whatever he's like don't touch her and then he grabs her obviously and so she phases and then he tries to shoot her and so she phases into his body and rips his heart out of his chest oh shit that's so cool. <laughs> when I was like, okay, I'm here for this. <laughs> Especially since it, the, the words, I wasn't a threat moron. It was a warning. And then the next phase, he's like shooting him. And then he's like, ah, she she rips the heart out of his chest. And there's just her like looking very stern, holding a, a heart with the word doomed in the panel. <laughs> 
Yes! <laughs> do, do. Screenshot that to me so I can do a intentionally bad art redraw of that. Uh, I would love to do that. I'll, I'll take a picture of it with a different phone because I can't screenshot because my Hoopla has a security thing that won't let me do that. Damn it. <laughs> so then we see the two screw-ups in a truck and the ghost is in the backseat wearing normal human clothes. And we find out that she's just constantly hungry and is, like, not super compliant to anything that they ask her to do. Like, she just doesn't acknowledge their right to say anything or do anything. So they're driving. Oh, that's what they're doing. They're dumping the body. So they go dump the body and she's like, I want to figure out who I am. And because every death matters. She's real, like, she's real intense, dude. The next issue, she's talking about, like, Athena's pain. She's like, everyone talks about Zeus's pain when Athena comes like jumping out of his skull but how many people talk about how painful that must have been for athena no one she's just real she's real she's real gosh garly darly intense y'all like she's real no f around vengeful spirit type hero and i love it so so often you don't get that kind of hardness of character in a female yeah right like they're just they're always soft and yeah And she's just like, not. She's not. She's all hard angles and don't fuck with me. And I'm here for it. I stand. Okay. Sounds like I need to pick this up. You have won me over. Heck yes. (laughs) And then you get introduced to Dr. October, who's the bad guy. And she's a crazy bitch who's like, "Mm, you've stolen from me and you've taken my beauty because he he caused her to have a fine line that wasn't there before. So she's like, all right, bye now. And she uses what looks like the same box on him and zaps him out. And so the ghost feels this box activation and just like screeches out in the middle of the diner that they're sitting in and just like, just has this huge episode. Like, of course the guy didn't learn his lesson and he tries to touch her shoulder. And then she goes (laughs) to rip his heart out and the other guy is like, no, holding a baseball bat, and she stops. And you find out that the ex-journalist who doesn't seem to learn lessons about not touching women when they have asked you not to, or made it very clear that that they don't want you to, uh, has an ex-wife who is a reporter. She's currently shacked up with the mayor, so that's kind of who they've been getting their information from was this reporter from her like police contacts you see the mayor being a real douche to her about like if you think you're gonna get inside scoop on this you better unbutton more of those buttons on your shirt and she's just like you better fucking apologize right meow or like this shit ain't gonna look good for you buddy and he's like oh, i'm so sorry you're right i didn't mean to insinuate like whatever yeah you sure did <sighs> You didn't insinuate yeah. anything. You you uh you straight you up said explicitly said cool story, bro. Cut back to ghost. She eats more. Cut to fucking Doctor October. She's in cahoots with the mayor. Dun dun dun. The mayor is like, mm, you you like what happened to it? What happened to it? Like the box is missing. And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. Please stop. And he's like cutting up her face. And he's like, all right. Here, take this and you do it for me. And uh, he has a devil face. <laughs> He's the devil. <laughs> or at least a devil. It's like real, it's real like old fashioned. It's red with horns and like the little mustaches and the little goatee and like glowy <laughs> eyes. <laughs> the devil. The devil. And obviously Dr. October was taken to the hospital. But that's, I mean, I don't know if that's her actual name. 
or if that's just her villain name i think it's her actual name which is real on the nose because <laughs> later you see her wearing a pumpkin mask <laughs> like this this lady's crazy it's kind of like the it's kind of like the female version of uh the one really blue-eyed guy that played the scarecrow you know what i'm talking the really blue-eyed oh, actor yeah that like guy that who's just like he had a really like distinct madass vibe about him with this with that scarecrow yeah. portrayal and that's kind of like this is the blonde female version of that where she's just like ha, 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 ha. <laughs> i've lost all of my marbles <laughs> i cannot be reckoned with the powers of this world because i'm beyond all of it <laughs> you're like oh they're coming to <laughs> take you away ha her life is beautiful all the time and i'm just happy to see that she's like actually like I don't know. She's just super fun. Like, I, I find villains like that more fun. And it seems like it's been a while since I've really interacted with that. Like, they kind of gone out of style a little bit. Like, all of the villains are all, like, you can relate to them. You almost like the villains more than you like the bad guys, than you like the good guys now. It's really fun to me whenever they're just, like, straight up mad hatter fucking freaky deekies that you could be like, whoa, you're fun at parties, but probably shouldn't be given anything that shoots people. You know, like... Mm. <laughs> you know i'm just saying like that's more fun for me this this has been a fun comic for me to read to be honest because like i don't know it, it seems like we've had a really heavy season but also beyond that it just seems like everything's really heavy right now i just haven't had a lot of good old-fashioned romping and I, this is a 2012 yeah. comic so it's kind of older school too so you know but it just seems like everybody's gotten so mm-hmm. dang old serious for good reason there's a lot of serious shit going on but you know i'm not saying i don't want that in my comics i'm just like oh this was refreshing no totally fair because i like picking up a good superhero story that's just like here's your here's just the superhero genre you're like all right that's cool this is simple and straightforward and there's a good and a bad and the metaphors are pretty clear and then you start going into like well here's an adaptation of the superhero genre and then you start just picking up that adaptation so it's like you start slowly sliding into more serious works and you're like i just sometimes i just need the fluff just the superhero yeah. fluff of like sure in the superhero stories dark and horrible things can and do happen there are a degree of political and relevant conversations in it but at the same time like it's pretty on the nose you win your fights by punching people and there aren't consequences not quite real world shit Like, you know, (laughs) I do know that book sounds really, really fun. So the mayor's like, oh, yeah, of course, I'm going to go visit the doctor, whatever. She's in the hospital. And the ghost zooms in, phases in using her special magics and grabs a file, the only file in the only locked drawer ever. And then she zooms out again and the fuck ups the the, the wheel man. But the policeman who the reporter is talking to sees her and he's like, stop. And she runs, she books it, gets in the vehicle and they leave the reporter behind and he gets punched and and arrested. And then you find (laughs) out that the reporter is like the kind of a guy that has two guns in his glove box and ghost from a previous life was the kind of lady who would unapologetically phase out of the back of a truck, shoot up a couple of cop cars, and then phase the truck through a wall. And they're like, okay, so we're going to figure out who you are. And and so the reporter has a face-to-face with his ex, 
And she's like, you don't get to tell me anything. Because apparently, and when they split up, it was because he got real drunk and then like tried to kill her. Uh, Nearly put me oh, through shit. a plate glass window. You were scared, were you? <laughs> yeah, so she's all confrontational, not taking any of his shit. He's like, but I'm different. And she's like, fuck you, and leaves. And, Do you still have two um... guns in your fucking glove compartment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe that's a, like, I don't know, red flag warning. Like, domestic abuse plus guns equals bad situation and she was right to tell him to go fuck himself yeah so then the mayor shows up at the doctor's room and is like oh you missed me blah 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 monologuing he you find out that he had killed her father and then she being crazy as hell was like oh pretty man in her early 20s so then he picked her up in his early 20 in her early 20s and was like using her and then he's like so where's the box he's like let me look at my let me look at the work that i've done and he opens and it's a fucking it's a freaking pumpkin like it's a pumpkin it's a oh pumpkin that she's decorated with like flowers that she, and she wrapped up in bandages and she split before he got to her and i'm like oh, i love this woman <laughs> this is the best bad guy ever so then you see that what the file was the file was just a bunch of missing persons information and then she finds out that she was a reporter who had kind of figured out that there was a connection between all of these missing persons and that it had something to do with like and she kept trying to get the mayor to take interest in it so he didn't so then she basically she she went to confront him Ooh. at his like black and white ball that they threw for his birthday and in the meantime rep ex-reporter guy gets taken like gets released and somebody's like, yeah, the lady gave me $50 to take you to a location. He's like, okay. Thinking it's either his ex-wife or the ghost. <laughs> and no, surprise, it's Dr. October. <laughs> Aha, it's me, the pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she's all in black now and you can't see one of her eyes. And she's got like a little triangle cut out of her mask. And her bottom of her face is real scarred up. And she's got, like, a little, like, cowboy hat on. And she just has got the, her outfit's a vibe. Like, if I'm going to dress up as a villain character, I'm gonna dress up like her. Dr. October's a whole vibe. And she's basically oh, like, yeah. I hate your ex-wife because your ex-wife stole my man. Like, she just wants back in the mayor's pants. But she's old now and she understands that, like, that's why he's moved on. Apparently somebody had invented the box and thought that it was a, a pathway to God. But it wasn't. It was just an alternate dimension where these devils had sort of already infiltrated and screwed everything up. And then they were starved because there was no humans to feed off of anymore. So they were just waiting for somebody to open a doorway to a new world for them to completely destroy. The box takes a certain kind of crystal to activate, which is why they haven't just blown it open Buffy style. It's not like the gate to hell. <laughs> it, it's like a transactional thing where you have to send someone there to get the demon out so then you see how she's got this hard on for the mayor she's like i just want my man back and you're gonna help me and you're gonna help me by taking this demon in you that's <laughs> real kinky too like he's got a ball gag on and he's like splayed out she just like does this x and like that's how the demon gets in you is there's like an x marks a spot situation doesn't look like it's super fun like maybe somebody didn't know the safe word and so she's remembering her past but then she remembered who did it and then that's when she was like i'ma go figure it out and she kind of that's the key and she starts to remember how she went to originally confront him and that's when you see why she's in the pretty dress 
because she was like, oh yeah, I got it. The, her sister was like, what are you going to wear? To the black and white ball. It's a ball. You can't just show up in jeans. She's like, oh, okay. And so she went and got this pretty white dress with these boots. Oh. And then it has like a cow. Yes. And I was like, oh, I stand. That's the best reason. And then it ends up working out so well for her character. But that's the best reason. So then you see how Dr. October is the main is the main squeeze at the time whenever she got disappeared back in the day and she shows up like oh my god and she's got a pumpkin mask on like i mentioned like she really leans into this dr october shit <laughs> and um she's like oh yeah no you're doing such good work like come here the, the mayor's very interested in hearing about you and then she kicks her down the stairs and that's when they nab her and swap her into the other world in the meantime like she's having these flashbacks and in the present time Dr. October showed up in all black this time instead of the white dress she was wearing last time. And you sort of see the mayor arguing with Dr. October, trying to kill people. So this time what they're trying to do is Dr. October is trying to get the ex-wife sent across the divide, like because she's blaming the ex-wife for her shitty relationship falling apart. Ghost saves ex-reporter dude. They both save the ex-wife. Everybody runs away, and the mayor's demon hops out of the mayor, who is dead now, into Dr. October. So now they're one forever. Woo! So now she's the only bad guy. The mayor's gone. Dr. October is the bad guy. Moving forward in the series. Hooray. Streamlining. And then they see, like, they happen to, while the building's burning down around them, they see a chandelier full of crystals, and they count the crystals, and they're like, okay, so there's 32 devils in this world, because that's how many times they've done this. So now we have, we have our main villainess, we have our ghost who knows who she is, but isn't very clear on the details. We have a number of demons. We have a clear task moving forward. We are ready for volume two. <laughs> and um, the only thing oh that I kind of want to say about volume two is that you find out that when she was a little girl, she's a, she's a reporter, but you find out that when she was a little girl, one of her, like the main leader of the pack for their neighborhood kids died or, or ran away or something. Nobody knew what happened to her. So she stepped in as the natural leader. You know how little kids are. You know, they were all like half in love with her. She was this charismatic leader of theirs. She's like, don't go down there because that's where so-and-so's dad is, Hadley's dad is. And, and he's dangerous. And the little boy doesn't listen. And then he's like, I lost my keys. So she goes down with him to look for the keys. And they stumble upon a door or something. And they lift up the door. And Hadley was killed by her father. Mm. And so instead of running away like they should have she was like my dad's a cop go get my dad we can't let him move her like we have to make sure that the body doesn't get moved and then the dad comes out and she's like hey mr so-and-so like we were just looking for our keys and he's like oh yeah there was another person you know because she's smart her dad's a cop she's trying to like established that he shouldn't do anything to her but then he goes to shoot her and something happens and she oh she hits him with a shovel and then shoots him instead. So you find out that when she was a really young girl, she had these like really strong ideas of being right, like right and wrong. And what she wanted to be when she grew up was like Superman. But like being a reporter was the next best thing. And so you have this like previous drive to her character that was established very quickly in mm. volume two. And I'm just like, goodness gracious, this is like my new favorite superhero. <laughs> like all of the boxes are checked for me. <laughs> I was like, okay, Stan. Oh. The only thing that I didn't like is they gave her pants 
in volume two. And I'm like, but you had such a good reason for the pretty dress. Like, leave the pretty dress if you have a good reason for the pretty dress. It doesn't make sense that she could change to pants now. But that was the only real complaint I had. Yeah. This was a joy. That. Like, I thought this was going to be awful, but this was actually a joy. Fuck yes. There's so much that's happening in this. And it sounds so much like a just a regular superhero story, which is not bad. Not bad. No. But I'm really loving the idea of Dr. October. Like, yes. At every volume, something happens. Green Goblin. Yeah. So it's like, it's like the good part of super. If, if hero stories were paced like other comic books were paced, that's what we have here. So yeah, maybe now I'm just going to like only go all to the second tier superheroes. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> Dark Horse, how many of these do you got? Because, like, you're allowed to do things to these characters before they become set in stone characters. But, like, apparently Kelly Sue has, has a history. Some good shit. Kelly Sue has a history of not giving a fuck about that because she, like, didn't she complete, like, I, I don't know, but you said basically she made Captain Marvel the way that she is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, obviously somebody has to approve it. Like, editors do have to approve it. Or whoever controls the IP has to approve it. So Kelly Sue probably just, she's been entrusted to make these changes to these characters and take these narrative directions. And that speaks to her creativity, what she pushes for, what she excels at, and then also what comic books are trying to do in the larger industry. Take that. Take that. Feminism! No, I stand Kelly Sue. Like I said in the other two episodes, I follow her name around. Like if I see her name on a property, if it's a creator, okay, I'm going to be honest and say if it's a creator-owned thing and I see her name on it, I'm going to go and buy the thing. I, obviously, I've proven out that I'm scared of canon stuff enough that I have not read her Captain Marvel stuff. But if it's anything like the movie, I, I like that. So, ooh, am I going to get hate mail? Oh, well, I might just have gotten our first hate mail, Aaron. Oh my God. Captain Marvel movie was great. And I'm watching it for my birthday again yes. as a celebration yes. of me and everything I love. We stand Captain Marvel movie. We stand. We stand. So that was that was our artist spotlight for Kelly Sue DeConnick. And obviously we are fans. How could you not be? Like, I know that we try not to be like, oh yeah, they're awesome people. But it's hard not to be like sparkle glittered a little bit. She just looks cool as shit, right? She's got this bright red hair in all of her pictures. You know, she's got Mm -hmm. awesome husband. They have two children. They seem to be having like, just living their best life, you know? It's like, ah, I stand. Yeah, and her, like, seeing her in interviews was just really exciting. Because I do, with the Twitter world and just seeing through reading material, I very much try to see the filtered version. And I'm like, this is just a filter of the person. It's not their true character, everything about them and everything like that. And much like in interviews, it is a controlled presentation. But in the sci-fi interview that I watched, she did have some excited responses that seemed really genuine sure it doesn't give away the depth of who she is but i even checked out her production company the milk fed criminal masterminds thing and she has a question in the faq that's like what's with the duck face selfies and she even says people want real face-to-face interactions with creators and so like the duck face is just kind of her way of being approachable you know, like, so she's very cognizant of her interaction with the world, what it means, what is out there, what's not out there. And I respect that level of, I want to say, compassion 
or empathy that she has of like, I'm a professional. I will not be walked over at the same time. I am not going to be unapproachable and callous. I don't know. I just, I like the image that she puts off as somebody who's bold and fearless. She also says, like, if you want to be a woman in a male dominated industry, be terrifying. And I think that's just like, I don't know. That's just so cool. It's the same reasons I really like Gail Simone of just like this kind of down to earth, but also resilient and unshakable personality. Does it make sense? Yeah. Well, and, and I feel like that's kind of the traditional way to get shit done in the male driven side of things. I respect that. And I still stand that. And I don't want that to be lost in the pushback against strong female characters to you. You know, like I, I enjoy mm-hmm. a strong female character. <laughs> I really, really do. And when done well, I'm here for it. But when people use it as like, oh, this is what the women want. So I can be lazy and just write what the women want. That's when I'm like, mm, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you have a genuine yeah. story for that character, sure. But if it would make better sense for your character ha- character to have a different character, like strength and flaw set, then maybe you should look into that and make them better character yeah just a suggestion i think you're onto something it's real cool whatever you see an author sort of like one of your superheroes kind of come off the come off the page at you and i guess that kind of like from the bare the barest introduction that i've had to the captain marvel that is now captain marvel that we know and love today that kelly sue brought into the world it kind of lines up with this ghost character like different motivations, obviously, but a kind of like the strong strength driven core of steel driven, like femininity. I, I think, I think this is her sweet spot and it might just be because you write what you know. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> it's that exploitation film stuff, right? With like, yeah. While trying to lean into her feminism as well. Yeah. I hope people go check out ghost after this, as well as our bitch planet and pretty deadly episodes and those books, because those are great books. So I really, I hope this gets people out there reading. And if you are a fan of Kelly Sue DeConnick and just want to share your praises with us, please do so. Let's all fangirl together. Yeah, definitely add the Discord. It's Girls Talk Comics and Community. Roll up, show up, come out. Follow us on Twitter, Girls Talk Comic 1. Follow us on Facebook, Girls Talk Comics LFK. Roll up on our fireside and leave us some feedback. Let's go. Roll Let's go. Up, come out. Do, 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 do. I don't know. I was going to make a little tune. I'm not that talented. I feel like I would just revert to, isn't there, isn't there a 90s rap song? There is a 90s rap song. And I also thought about that 90s rap song, but I don't remember it well enough to really kind of. Mm, me neither. I just remember the, the, the rollout. The, the rollout. Yeah. That's all I got. That's where my, everything else is a black void. For every comic book I read, I lose one 90s reference, so. Oh, no. (laughs) One verse of Soon I won't be able to remember my childhood. Oh, God, what a blessing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, we love you, lovely people. (laughs) Bye. Bye. I hate you, Jeffrey Bezos, but I love the fact that I don't have to worry about this shit.
Fuck yeah. Jeffrey Bezos, mm -hmm. you did it! Jeffrey. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know if you could hear the kid. <laughs> it's for Jesus, Aaron. Um, that's not. <laughs> it's not even close to anything. <laughs> Tits out for the Lord. <laughs> this is what God okay. wanted. Sorry. This is how God I mean, it is what. Uh, technically, if you believe in the Garden of Eden, mm -hmm. it is what he wanted. 